Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Monday nights, you know what that means, kids. It's another episode of The Loud Pedal. Joining me tonight, Big Daddy, Michael Clark Griswold. What's up? Punchy, the ghost, Jennifer Houseman. <laughs> PBR Josh as uh, as a guest on his own show, because his butt buddy driver's on. And me, the mouth. Our special guest tonight, the Bechtisville Bullet. Just drunk. For real, I was talking about I raced carts up there in the mid '80s in the streets there, right behind the track, and and uh, you know always had a special place that, and you know, in my heart up there for for racing because it was quite a bit away from home, and used to always look forward to traveling up there when I was a kid, and and the improvements they made to the place and just the setting, it's a pretty awesome deal, you know. Yeah, I have to make it up there sometime. Never yeah. been. Um, congratulations on your eighth, your eighth. 76er win that's just that's just incredible yeah it is it's i never thought i'd win one of them it was a dream to win one yet eight of them and you know just proud of that accomplishment and looking forward to next year already because you're guaranteed starter and i think that's a yeah. a huge asset for that race that uh goes beyond words um you definitely you have a, a lot easier day when you're guaranteed for that race because you're guaranteed to redraw for the yeah. feature and absolutely qualifying for that show is is immense it's 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 very difficult it's uh you know home track advantage is huge there when you got a race to get in and and uh for all the outsiders that you know even came this year that went home you know didn't yeah. qualify it that's a tough nut to swallow you know it's a huge race it's a lot of money and and uh good cars deserve to be in the race and sometimes it's it's really tough to get in and i think this year was probably the toughest you know the, one of the toughest if not the toughest one to qualify for I mean, the field of cars, so like across the board, was just, it, it was incredible. I mean, Billy Decker, of all people, went home. Yeah, Brian Watt and Lobach, and yeah. I mean, you can go right Mahaney. on down the line. It was yeah, Mahaney. Mahaney. Quite a bit of good, 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 good quality, you know, racers that are professionals that, you know, went home with no payday and uh, had to watch yeah. the race. And that's, that's a bummer. You know, I've been there a few times in my career that you, that you go to big races and you expect to, you know, be in the show and you have, you know, quality equipment and a great team. And, you know, it's just a tough, tough race to qualify for. And, you know, the track was even, you know, really racy this year for the heat race. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to pass, but this year it was, you know, guys were able to come from the back to the front and some of the heats yep. and, and uh, it's just that quality, you know, anywhere we go anymore, honestly, is, is tough. There's, if there's 50 cars there, there's, you know, 40 of them can win. And, and it's become a, you know, quite a bit of a cookie cutter type racing deal where everybody's so equal. It's uh, it comes down to the driver and the setup and and the luck. You know, you got to have some luck. And that that race is a draw race, which a lot of them are anymore, same as Brett's races. And you know, like I said, we drew a bad pill there at Port Royal and race there, and you see the doctor and Pouch and all these guys that aren't yeah. in qualifying positions that you got to pass to get to a qualifying position. So it's, uh, you know, there's no easy heats anymore. They're all tough. Some are, some are really tough. Some nights, you know, you go to some of these series races and I mean, heck, I think it was Georgetown the other week there, the series race, I think Friesen was sixth, Gouler was seventh and Larry White was eighth. That's where they finished. So, you know, that just goes to show that, you know, it's very tough to qualify for some of these shows and a lot of them actually. And, you know, you got to have a little bit of luck on your side with the draw sometimes or, you know, with incidents that happen in the heat race, you got to get some cautions and sometimes that don't happen either. So it's definitely, you know, tougher now than it ever has been to, to run and run well. So, I mean, obviously you run Grandview as your home track, but 
what's your favorite track to race at? I tell you, I like the new Bridgeport's been been really cool. That's been quite a you know quite an neat deal as far as uh, difference in racetracks, and I don't think there's anything we run that's even really similar to it. You know, enjoy that. And I'm a, I'm a short tracker. I like the bull rings, and you know, we like to run on the short stuff. But uh, again, I I enjoy racing and love love dirt track racing. So any any track that's passable is is cool. You know, it was cool to go to the mile when they had it and and run up there and you know, just different to run different tracks in different areas. That's that's what's neat to me. I like I like traveling around and seeing different places and new places. And you know, went to Carolina earlier in the year with Brett Steele there. That was pretty cool. So, anytime you get to a new track and you know something different, it's it's always cool to be part of it. Did you like Accord at all? I mean, I know you won King of the Cascals. What do you think about that? That's yeah. a whole ring. Yeah, I tell you, the first time I drove into that place, you know, you come down the driveway through the sticks there, and it's like, wow, yeah, there's, yeah. there's where, where's the racetrack at, you know? Yeah. And you look yeah. down to the left, and it's like, oh, my God, we're going to race a modified on that track, you know? Yep. But, uh, no, it was really neat. It was, that, that's right up my alley, you know, the, the fast reflexes type Spicoli type thing, you know? So it was, uh, you know, a good deal. that We, we won a King of the Cats still there with Zuby, and that was a good yep. night for us and probably one of the best race cars I've ever had as the night went on, you know, we, we tweaked at it and we ended up running a Conti that night and come from deep and passed everybody one-on-one individually. And, you know, come from 20, 20 something to, to win the race. So with a dominant car and it was, whenever you have a dominant car like that, that's a, uh, it's a pleasure to, to have a good night and to win a race that, you know, you, you come from the back like that. So that was, you know, a neat deal for us and another track we, we won at. And, you know, I think it's actually tops the list there on the alphabetical order of tracks we want at. So, you know, it's good to always to always win at different tracks and proud of, you know, that part of my career. I think we won at 15 or 16 different tracks. So really proud of that. And, you know, it's neat to whenever you travel and you run well, you always run better at home. So that holds true, I think, with any type of racing. I think the only New York now I've seen you at Accord, the other the other New York track I've seen you was on Halloween uh, five years ago for the what was it? The Southern Tier 65. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Everybody got a flat tire. So you, Sean Walker, eventually yeah, won with five miles. Yeah. 19th and 21st respectively and wound up first and second. Yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't, we didn't change the tire. Me and Walker that night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a good run, you know, started class, deep too. Yeah. And it was kind of tire management deal and it always seemed to you know do okay that way. And, you know, that's why we were pretty excited about poor Royal. You know, it ended up being a, a, st- a strategy race in a sense because you you know yeah. you had to you had to change tires you weren't going to run the whole distance on one set and and actually I think some guys put two three four four sets on so you know that was part of the strategy involved with Port Royal and a lot of these longer races which we don't run much anymore so I enjoy the hundreds the two hundreds I've always been kind of you know my style of the finesse type you know get it to the finish and and keep your car under you and unfortunately you know we didn't we don't get to run many of them so you want to you want to be there at the end for the ones you do run and we didn't get there so just one of them deals where you know we'll try again next year if they have it there or wherever they have it and like i said i always enjoy the the long distance races they kind of play into my hand and and again it didn't work out but that's the way it goes we'll we'll keep digging and you know charge back the next time so that that race i believe was originally supposed to be a a race at fonda right yes. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so if they have if they have it at Fonda next year, will you make the trip up to Fonda and run that race? Or I'd hope to. Yeah, I would think we would. I think there was a scheduling conflict last year, actually, and and being it was that far away from home, you know, if we can run for decent money closer to home with a scheduling conflict, we we probably did that. But uh, honestly, I've never run Fonda, believe it or not. That's one dirt track I've never raced at, and that that blows a lot of people away that I've never raced there. But really, it is a fact. Yeah, I've never turned a lot there. Except for with Stewie in his car when I was up with him a couple times, we went down there and yeah. went around on his car. But uh, there was snow on the track that time. But that's the only laps I've ever made there. So <laughs> I hear, I heard that, I, yeah, I heard it's a very tough track to to like get figured out and set up for. Yeah, that's that's what guys from down here that have been there only a few times, you know, say. And it definitely is a rhythm track. You got to get a get in a good yeah. rhythm there and and find the knack for that part of it. But you know, can't wait to race there when we do, hopefully soon, you know. 
It could be next year. Well, it depends. We'll I see. So, you know. Obviously. Um, any plans for Eastern States this weekend? Or, nah, just going to keep it home. Uh, as of right now, it's a weekend off. So we've got a couple things talked about, but nothing really transpired. And I'm not saying they won't, but, uh, you know, we're just going to take it easy this weekend. But, you know, get ready for Georgetown and Bridgeport and the end of the year races here that we're going to run and you know, regroup for next year. So uh, you have your plans already set up for next year? Is it kind of the same as this year or is it too early yeah, to tell? Yeah, actually it'll be, no, nah, it's actually going to be real similar. We're probably going to do Fridays in the North Series and specials with Butchie Getz, the 15 car that we ran at Big Diamond. And, you know, the same deal with Glenn on Saturdays in the South Series and specials with the 126. So that's that's what it's looking like right now. And um, hopefully we'll you know get things going that way. And look forward to a big year next year we had a you know switch car brands this year and definitely you know picked up the pace a little bit for us and ran well at big diamond which we hadn't done in quite a few years you know not as well as we wanted to anyway and i think it was three years that we didn't win a race there so to go back there and win three this year was big and and again you know thanks to butch and glenn and benita and butch's family i mean they they give me good stuff to do my job and that's that's all you can ask for is to have the equipment to do it and you know do the work and get everything done in the shop at home and i think that's where you win a lot of your races and we've always been yeah you know good that way we've always taken good care of stuff to keep it on the track and keep it fresh and looking good and and uh, that's that's the pre-plan right now so it'd be very similar to this year the way it's looking all right, because every year since I've moved down here from New York, it's uh, Jeff Stroke's not going to be in the Heinemann car. Jeff Stroke's not going to be in the Heinemann car. And, Jeff ready? Stroke's Jeff Stroke's not going to be in the Heinemann car. <laughs> so you, you, will be, you will be in the Heinemann car next year, at least on a part-time basis? No, it'll be full-time. It'll just okay. be all the time, you know. It'll be similar to this year. I I work for Glenn, and, and it's real close to home. You know, it's a okay. half hour of the shop at my job, so we got a good relationship and, you know, things are going good and won the sixer. And that was a, a huge asset for us. And, you know, that makes or breaks a year. And, you know, if we're not winning, winning quite often, we're not happy. And that's, you know, that's all of us. That's not just him or I, or anybody individual and always want to win and work hard to win. So, you know, when you don't, you don't win as much as you hope to win, or you, you let a couple get away or a couple get away from you when you can shine in the sixer, which we, we have a good, a good tendency to do um that makes or breaks your year and you know definitely turned our season around and my confidence and the team's morale and you know you win a big race like that that's huge it's it's unsurmountable you can't describe how much it means from a team sense and a driver's sense a driver's confidence and uh also for the the pocketbook you know that's a that's a huge a huge big money win so we like we love that race and have a knack for it for, you know, whatever reason it is. I don't think there's one individual reason, but, uh, you know, we always seem to shine there and, and thank God for that. You know, you did it eight times. I consider the Sixer, um, a crown jewel race, but how does it feel like to do it? I mean, eight times. That's just, that's incredible. (laughs) You know, it's, 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 yeah, it's incredible. You know, Billy had, Pat senior there had six of them and, and he'd come in there. He's oh, an outsider. Billy, years. Billy Senior. Yep, yep, that's yeah. him. Yeah, he, six, uh, you have eight. He'd come in there. Yeah, he'd come in there and he'd, he'd whoop up on us. And uh, people don't realize that it took me 18 years to win that race the first time. Are you serious? So, yeah, yeah, yep. So yeah, you decided to take that long, win your first one, and then watch this. Yeah, yeah, that was, I guess that was the attack, you know. But uh, no, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. And we won, we won the, three, the three biggest ones, too. So that really... Yeah, really goes long. I think it was fifty thousand and the thirty-five, five fifty, and the thirty thousand. So the year Bruce passed away, and and yeah. uh, you know the other ones were twenty-five and twenty. So it's always nice to put the big checks up on the wall, and you know to put them in the bank too. And that's you know that's cold hard cash that Granby pays every week and pay for that race. So it's a uh, you know it's a neat deal. Definitely a lot of hundred dollar bills flying around when you win that race. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So. So every year, obviously, the goal is to win the track championship. But if, if it's a year that you maybe come up short for the championship, but you win the Sixer, does that kind of just change the whole year? And like you're like, ah, screw that championship. I got the Sixer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And <laughs> push something to shove dollar for dollar. The, the Sixer pays better than anything we race for, you know. 
right. to God. I mean, lap for lap for the, the money it pays and, and, uh, you know, definitely, definitely make sure you're, there's no two ways about it. You can, if you wanted to win one race every year, I think you could probably ask a bunch of drivers and that'd be the one they want to win, you know, just, just from a financial standpoint. And again, the, the prestige of the race and, yes. you know, it is a crown jewel. It's definitely Pennsylvania's, you know, Biggest. premier crown jewel in my opinion. Just, and, uh, yeah, I just think Northeast period. It's in, it's in my four, my crown jewel. I'm like, I think it would be nice to add to your resume having a 76er one. De- definitely. Absolutely. And even nicer to add eight of them, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, again, I, I didn't think I'd win one, to be honest with you, you know. And, you know, you think about it, you win eight of them. Me and my dad were just talking yesterday and it's like you know he, he said you think about the ones that got away that you were so close to win and he said you should have like 11 or 12 and and, no, it does. and if you look at it that way it's like have 11 or 12 you know and you know something happened or you know we got wrecked a couple times and whatnot but uh yeah it's uh a good race for us you know it's it's enough laps that you can start deep and and still get to the front. It's it's harder nowadays than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago to have a, a good car at the end of the race to be able to to win it coming from deep. But uh, it, it still can be done. You know, Cresley come from 20th this year. Guler come from 24th to run up front there. And we kind of just paced ourselves from 12th. And, yeah, you and were like was, really. Yeah, I had, I had a great car that night and, you know, just kept it under me. And, you know, we got the brakes when we needed them. And, it was a heck of a race. I tell you, you raced a bunch of guys at different times of the race, really hard and really clean. And that was, that's all you can ask for as a racer and a fan. It was a great show for everybody. Now, uh, on the internet, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, they, uh, people <laughs> call the, 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 the big three at Grandview, which would be yourself, Craig Von Doren and Dwayne Howard. Now I, I'm assuming you're familiar with that term, the big three at Grandview. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you, yeah. <laughs> do, do you do you embrace that? Does it annoy you? How do you how do you feel about being considered the big three at Grandview or one of the one third of the big three? Uh, any anytime you're you're big in anything, I think that's a, you know, <laughs> it can't annoy you. It's got to be it's got to be a good thing, right? <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm I'm glad to be part of that. I mean, it's you know, if it's a college football deal or a baseball deal or whatever type of competitive you know competitive nature you're involved in, if you're part of it part of the echelon or part of the, you know, if it's three guys or however many it is, it's always special to, you know, to be known as part of that. And, and now you can probably, you know, maybe throw the big four in there with Goulart because he's, he's really come a long way. And, and even Dougie Manmiller, you know, big shows and a lot of, you know, point championships in this area. So there's a couple of guys you could probably throw in there as number four, but uh, really cool to be part of the, the big three. Definitely. You know, them guys have five or six years on me. So, to, to be part of that and to be part of that, them too in a group that's pretty special. And, you know, there isn't many racetracks that can, that can have three guys that have dominated and, and won just about everything there than in 30 years as Grandview has, but, you know, on Diamond with us three. So that's pretty special. And, you know, if that's, a, if that's how we go down, you know, being known as one of the big three, that's okay with me. We'll have to wait till uh, one of you guys retires to plug in Goulart or somebody else. Mm-hmm. We got we got to keep we got to keep it the big three. The big four just doesn't sound That's right. Okay. Yeah, fine by me, bud. <laughs> so fine Jeff, by me. There, yep. There was a there was a picture a couple of oh, weeks ago gosh. floating around, um, and uh, you you were up at uh, our boys Mike shop here. Um, you were up with uh, Matt Shepard. Uh, what was uh, what was the deal with that? Oh, uh, actually, I went to Big Mel to pick up a car and. And, uh, you know, I was on the way back and, you know, talked to Matt and I'm friends with him and I'd never been to his shop, new house and him and Beth Ann and just, you know, gave him, gave him a call and said, Hey, you're around and thinking about stopping in. I didn't know how far it was off the throughway there and wasn't that far. So it wasn't out of the way either. And just stopped in to check it out and, and visit. And it was a pretty cool deal, you know, stirred a lot of people up and. Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> and uh, got a lot of people's attention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff uh, yeah, Strong's gonna drive, uh, you know, a backup car for uh, Matt Shepard. He's moving to upstate New York. He's going on the Dirt Series. It, it was just free. no more big game. What are we gonna do? Oh my God. Yeah, and it's funny how that stuff works this day and age. You know, I yeah, mean, years I ago you stopped there and nobody, that. nobody would ever knew it. You know what I mean? Nowadays it, it only takes a little picture and. And uh, the oh, world gets in a 
And it's still I like to have fun <laughs> with it. Yeah, I like to have fun with it because you want to be stupid. Let's oh, be, yeah. You know, I'm going to have I start shit in my group. I don't care. I mean, I just. <laughs> no, it's all good fun, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, no, it's, it's cool to see. His, his, you know, whenever you can see a, a, a competitor of his stature and see how they operate and, you know, you know, they operate well, you know, they do the maintenance in the shop, you know, they work hard and, and whenever you can see their, you know, their surroundings and how they do it and what they do it in is, is pretty cool. You know, Matt's a heck of a racer and, and, uh, you know, to be able to say he's a friend and be able to stop there is cool too. So that's, that was what that was. And, and, uh, good friends with Stu, good friends with Mike Gore and, you know, a bunch of different guys. I've always tried to, you know, if somebody needs a hand, I'll try to give them a hand and try to be the, you know, one of the nice guys in the pits and maybe too nice on the track at, at some points in time. But, uh, it's got us where we are today and I don't foresee me changing my style or changing the way I race. So that's, that's where we're at with that. And again, it's just a, a good friend who, you know, had never been to his place and stopped to check it out. And he's got a beautiful house there, a beautiful shop and good for them guys. They, they work hard. They deserve it. And it's cool to hang out for a little while. Out of all the legends that you've raced against, cause you've raced against some of them up in New York. How, how good Danny is Bright, though. <laughs> he's, my, he's my idol always was and he's a legend and real close to the shop and he's definitely my hero you know um all right so now you just killed my question thanks jeff i know <laughs> i just I butt in there just because he's awesome i love kenny he's, I, was, he was a, I was a fan at reading when i was a little kid and you know he's just a true pioneer of the sport yeah when you're the winningest driver at reading that by itself, in my opinion, at least puts you in a discussion of being the greatest of all time. That's my opinion on that, on him and all that. I agree 100%, man. Writing was the was the place to be when, when I was yeah. little, real little. And, you know, the first 10 years of my life, I spent a lot of time at writing. So. I mean, racing against Matt Shepard, could you compare Matt Shepard to any of these guys, or do you think he's got a little ways to go yet? No, I think he's ahead of the game. I think he's, you know, at his age, the resume he carries. Um it's uncomparable. I don't think you can take a, a modified driver in, in history of our era anyway that has that kind of resume in that short amount of time. I mean, he's yeah. definitely a, a goat, you know, one of one of the goats. And and uh, again, he, you know, compare his you compare his style to somebody, you know, maybe back in the day. I think he's he's a clean runner like Bright Bill, and you know, always there at the end, and you know, very very smart, very calculated, and. And definitely a tough, as tough as they come as a competitor. Go ahead, right, guys. Well, that'll that'll do it for me here. I got to get back yeah, to it. Bye. So, uh, All right, bye. Jeff, Jeff, good luck with these knuckleheads. So uh, I'll see. I'll no, catch you guys no. in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right Josh. See you guys. Yeah, Josh. Thanks. Bye. Josh has to go back to work. No, you notice how arrogant he is. He had just <laughs> I'm leaving because I'm on my break and. Uh, Yo. <laughs> he's probably got his boss over his shoulder, right? <laughs> Where's that shaper kid? Where's yeah, he at? <laughs> yeah, let's here, Josh. Um, <laughs> you've raced against Super CD Colville, correct? Mm-hmm. You have a really good CD story. I do. It's on his lunch break. No, yeah, I'm asking yeah. If it's a really good CD story. Oh, just not a, not really good stories. Just knowing that he was a uh, he was tough as nails, and when he come down here, he was always competitive and always had. I remember his ramp truck and open trailer with all painted up the same with the red, white, and blue sixty ones, and you know just tough as nails. I mean, and exciting. He wanted to. Oh yeah. There wasn't a second groove. CD made one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So one of them type deals. You always. And I got to travel as a kid as a fan. You know, to go Syracuse and stuff when I was young and and got to see a lot of New York drivers race up there at a different track. So I've been a modified racer from, you know, day one, as far as a fan. And, and again, you know, we got to do the Daniel Boone two hundreds when Reading was still around and, you know, did Syracuse at a young age where I don't remember seeing Buzzy win, but I was there, you know? So, yeah. and I was at the, my parents had me at the fairgrounds when I was two weeks old. So it's born in my blood and, you know, we've always been racers and involved in racing of some sort and, went go-kart racing when I was nine and, you know, modified racing when I was 19. So it's kept me out of trouble and, you know, kept me in a seat from March to November pretty much all my life. And, and that's a, a good thing. In my opinion, you're, you're going to go to the dirt hall of fame. 
uh, at Dirt Modified Hall of Fame. I mean, would that just cap your career? Like when you're all said and done, like, you know what, Jeff Strunk, welcome to the Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. Anytime you get acknowledged like that and then in any Hall of Fame or especially that one, it's, that would be huge. It would be a, definitely a important part of the, of the career and, you know, a nightcapper, if that's what you want to call it. And, and uh, I would be privileged to, to be on the wall there and be part of that. Definitely. Yeah, you're definitely going. That's my opinion. They'd be stupid not to put you in. Your resume speaks for itself. Yeah, it's been a long, long road there to, to where we're at, but uh, still got a lot to go and planning on doing well here. And, you know, I think I got at least five, six, seven good years of me yet. So we'll uh, don't know how to do anything else. We're not going to go out and start a new golf game or anything. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty much a steering wheel and, you know, two pedals and I'm, that's right up my alley. So anything other than that, at, at, at this age, I ain't, ain't going to start over with anything else. So we're going to keep trying to perfect what we're doing. And, uh, and hopefully we can finish out strong and be part of that someday. It would be really cool. You know, we're going to be mad at you when you finally retire, right? Because we're going to be the ones who have to pick up the pieces when Josh finds this news out. It's going to be it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> well, maybe Josh will get a ride till then and we'll be fans of his, right? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'll be throwing stuff at but whatever. You know, okay, that works. You know. Start throwing PBR beer cans at his ass. <laughs> That's funny. We gotta we gotta get him in good with Glenn now. That way he can just take over the 126. You know. Uh, he was hanging out in the trailer there this weekend. I know. So. <laughs> I think he's got his own room in there now. Is that true? <laughs> What's that? I heard he's got his own room in there. Is that true? Uh he might he might have tried to reserve it, but the trailer isn't that big, so it's no vacancy right now. But uh, now he's always part of you know welcome to hang out there, and and I think he's very very into the the racing scene and you know you no, gotta, you gotta love fans and guys like that that uh you know that support you and wear your sportswear and buy everything you sell and and uh josh is a great fan and a, a big supporter and that's that's pretty yeah. awesome to have guys like that you know he was so excited yeah. when you won the sixer this year he like fell down the stairs in the stands i was like Wow, that, but everybody was smiling. It's like this kid—you have no idea. This kid absolutely loves Strunk. He's like his number one stalker. Yeah. I mean, fan. <laughs> yeah, but it was, yeah, it was cool. yeah, it was cool though. That's what it's that all about, but, you know, yeah. is yeah. the fans and and the ones that are passionate about it and and love you as a driver. That's the number one you cater to. And I've always told people, you know, fans that come in after the race, and as long as you're a fan of somebody's, that's what I care about. You don't have to necessarily be a fan of mine, but uh, if you're there supporting sure. us every week and a fan of somebody's, that's that's what's important to me, and that's what we got to keep, you know, keep going and keep alive and well. And I think this year with the COVID and as much as yeah. screwed up year it was, I think we we might have, you know, touched a new fan base where we're, we're going to help ourselves here, and it might have helped us a little bit. So, you know, we had a great. A great turnout this year with sportswear. I think we sold more sportswear this year, honestly, than we did in the last three or four combined. So, you know, with everything that did happen in the crazy year it's been, I think, I honestly think it might have, you know, helped us a little bit as far as the industry itself, you know, Northeast modified racing. And and uh, we'll see down the road. I think it's going to gonna be a big help for us, you know, some, as far as some new fan base and some new blood in the sport. Yeah, I agree. Like, especially with some of the guys coming down from up north, like going to the cold cracker or taking a shot at the Sixers. Yeah, you know, they all have their fan bases, and their fans are going to follow them to the, these tracks that some of them never even been to, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, definitely awesome. And you definitely saw uh, the biggest crowds. I think it's probably the biggest Sixers yeah. crowd. Definitely the biggest cold cracker crowd, if not ever. It damn well, damn near was close. And and uh, to, to see that and be part of it and, you know, have a, that many fans at a, at a race for us is, is really special. And, you know, whenever you can run well in, in front of them, new people or, you know, the, the same people you run in front of every week is always good. And, and whenever you can beat the guys from New York is always good. Even if you have the home track advantage, because them guys run so many laps every year oh, compared yeah. to what we do down here and on so many different surfaces that, you know, we, we are kind of behind the eight ball when we go up there and, and again, you know, it's good to have the home track advantage for the big races down here when they do come down that you can you can shine and beat them guys because they're they are the toughest competitors out there and and uh, Stewie and Matt and you know Arrest, all the guys yeah. over, over the years you know just yeah Mike I mean there's there's a ton of them you know got a lot of new young blood that's, that's yep. kicking ass and 
trying to, you know, keep everybody at bay and, and, uh, do well on our home track. So, you know, I mean, we like I, definitely like, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. As a fan, it was, it, it's great to see, like, especially this year, like the whole mix of Jersey PA New York drivers taking a shot, getting together. Like, like, like to, in my opinion, some of the best of the best in the Northeast to go at it. It was great. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And then with Brett series and, you know, let alone the super yeah. dirt series. I mean, that's had a the prestige yeah. and the history of that and now Brett series and them guys coming down to, to run that. And it definitely makes you a better racer, you know, when you run against the best and, and we look forward to doing that and look forward to, you know, running well against them. And, and it's tough to do, you know, there's so many good guys and super good cars out there. There really isn't, you know, like I said, I think you can get them pretty many races a year that if there's 40 cars there, be able to win and if there's 50 there 40 of them are going to be able to win so uh, a lot of talent out there a lot of young talent a lot of old talent and a lot of in between so it's it's definitely tougher tougher than ever to run well across the board and as tough as ever to run well weekly it's it's become quite a bit of uh i think you got to definitely put up put the work in and work hard and and it's definitely hasn't gotten easier that way that's for sure now, there's a, a, a lot of rumors that Bridgeport may uh, run Sundays next year. If, if that is the case, will we see you down there every Sunday, every couple Sundays, or not at all? No, I would think every Sunday for sure. You know, Doug's oh. done a great job there, and, and I think we'd be there every Sunday for sure, absolutely. Yeah. And I'd like to see that. That would be, that'd be a great deal. You know, we haven't run three nights a week down here since Penn National closed, basically, and and back in the day, that was it was nice to have the, them three paychecks every week, and uh, you know it just adds you know a little bit more work. But uh, within the rules of what we do with Diamond and Grandview, and that pretty much seems the route they're trying to, you know, they're trying to take with the spec motors, and and uh, the spec motor seems to be the car you want there with the weight brakes and whatnot, with what the rules they have, the rule package. So you know, it falls right into our hands as far as you know. You don't have to buy another car. You don't have to have a different motor. You don't, you know, have to do anything different. You can take the same car you run Fridays and Saturdays and compete. And that's, I think that's a huge, a huge, you know, part of the equation. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see it. That'd be great. You know. Yeah, I think it would really, uh, I think it would really help the sport. I think Bridgeport's car count would really, really shoot up if they ran Sundays. Yeah, and if the, even if it wouldn't shoot up, I would think it would be at least as good as it is now. Maybe a little better and you know, definitely add some more, you know, big names or talented, you know, drivers to the mix there. And, and, uh, you know, it's a neat place. He's done a tremendous job with the facility as far as it, you know, if you don't know the big track was there, you can go there and you wouldn't even know it. It's just, he's done a great job of, of building that track, that, that style of track in without moving the grandstands, without moving everything. And, uh, and it's a definitely, like I said earlier, it's a track that is really hard to, you know compare anything to it's it's got its own individual characteristics and it's neat to drive on it's it's really kind of crazy at times you know it's it's a neat crazy though it's a good crazy now were you a were you a fan of the big track um i wasn't not a fan of it i mean i won't say it was my favorite (laughs) place to go but uh you know you know years ago we used to say it was more like watching paint dry but uh you know you just get spread (laughs) out down there and and my one crew guy, he always said, ah, it's like watching paint dry down there. So that was, you know, that was the kind of the, <laughs> the role it took years ago. But uh, again, I wasn't not a fan. of it. I mean, I, I loved racing there and, you know, I was sad to see it go in a sense, but what they replaced it with is, is remarkable and pretty cool. And, you know, that, that's, that's where I'm at with it. I, I think the, the new track's far better than the, the old track was. And again, Doug did a great job there with, with laying the place out and, it's quite a quite a different deal there it's it's neat it's you know you get a run off the top there and it's so wide and it's definitely got a got its own characteristics that are pretty cool to be you know to be to race on so we'd love to see that Let's see him go sunday that'd be great let's have my guy on yeah click where's mike oh sorry jeff we hung up on you again Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. it's a dumpster fire tonight kids it really is we're having all so, kinds of technical issues so next, uh, what, two weeks is Georgetown, correct? Yeah, Eastern State this weekend, Georgetown in two weeks. Um, what is it, 4,444, 40 laps and all that stuff in honor, or in memory, I should say, of Anthony Parego's father, Tom Parego. I think that's pretty classy of Brett Dale to do that. 
Yes, yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, unfortunate loss for Anthony. So, Mike, Eastern States is coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, uh, what's the pain? Twenty grand to win. Twenty-five thousand went back to its old payout. Tis, what tis, was it? What was it last year? Forty. Forty. Uh, Forty the year before. Twenty. Twenty-five grand for two hundred laps is not a whole lot of money. Oh, no, that's the outlaw two hundred too for you. Are they they do they do live pit stops at Eastern States? Yes, for the two hundred. Yeah. I, I I like the live pit stops. I think it's it's cool. It's uh. I think part of the reason I like it is because no one's perfect at them because no one ever does them except twice a year, usually Eastern States and and Super Dirt Week. So I think it adds a cool twist into the uh, into the race. Um, they tried it like years ago with no pit stops. It wasn't a mandatory pit stop, and that's when Frank Cozy won it. So they went back to it. Yeah, they, I don't know. They set a certain amount of laps where you have to go in between for it to count. So it's pretty interesting to watch the strat. It's really fun. It's a fun race to watch with that implemented into it because it's who who's doing what, who's going to go in when. Are, are you going to try two stops? It's it's pretty. It's actually cool. You you would you would definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Like I said, I said in the uh, interview, I think we had uh, last week with the Jinjin injury, you know, I, I want to get to Orange County. I thought this year was going to be the year to go. Uh, we'll get there. COVID, but... You know, COVID has other plans for everybody else this year. So, so it's off Cuomo, but whatever. You know, and, well, the, and the good thing, the nice thing is, you know, I saw the post that Grandview put up earlier today, even though. They missed 11 races because of COVID. They still got in 14 straight weeks of racing. That's pretty so, impressive. Yeah, even though COVID screwed everything up, Mother Nature kind of played this. nicely. Yeah, yeah, she played nicely this year. Good. Normally, she doesn't I, play nice. I mean, I thought it was interesting with the uh, the Port Royal 200 Saturday night that, it, you know, we know that the race gets divided into two 100-lap races, but yet there was, like, some strategy yet to it. Yeah, uh, some guys are going in before the hundred lap mark to probably just take a tire and keep their track position if they decide to go. You know, it was it was interesting. Yeah, Friesen Friesen tried to tried the uh, old NASCAR uh, short pit there. He did. And uh, and then you had guys that didn't come in, and uh, I I knew instantly that was a huge mistake. You know, Bicchetti and Watt and all them guys that didn't come in at the hundred laps to get the game track position. What, what are you gonna do? Them guys are all gonna have fresh tires. You're gonna get you're gonna get your ass whipped. Yeah, you're gonna get chewed up and spit out. This is a dirt track. It has multiple grooves, especially Port Royal. This is like NASCAR. You can like probably hang out and hold them up, possibly. Right. Right. Dude, this is a dirt track. You're gonna you're gonna get eaten up. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I get it. It's a it's a they're running back in the back back of the pack all night. They they took a gamble, you know, but. Uh, and our Canadian pal at the end, Matt Williams, to just look. Uh, so he's, I think he was, I think that that kid was just waiting. Because once he got by still, I was like, yeah, that's it. It's done. And then Shepard was really coming on towards the end. So I've been interesting, like, if the cautions kind of fell right his way, kind of bunch him up. Yeah, I missed the end of the race. Uh, I fell asleep. He uh, was coming. He was coming. He had fresher tires on. He even said it in his uh, post-race interview. Yeah, he got a flat tire there, right? And had to that, come in and, but he was coming through like nothing. I was like, well, obviously, you know, if he could get a couple cautions to kind of re-rack him, that was taking a bunch on a restart. It would have been interesting to see, like, at the end end. Yeah, that's what he said. He just ran out of time. So. Yep, yep, he did. I, I mean, mean uh, 10 grand. He still got a 10 grand payday, so that's better than any yeah. weekly show. or And most most of your big it's, shows, yes, that's, they, they pay 10 grand, so. He still comes away with a nice payday. Car, cars in one piece back on the trailer. And we should give a shout out to our other pal, Billy Pouch Jr. Just took a horrific, horrific ride. Thank God he's all right. Hope he feels better soon. Heal well and all that stuff, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. I text him. I text him. Uh, you know, probably 30 minutes after it happened, and I didn't didn't expect him to respond. Uh, you know, because I figured he'd be busy at the track, but. He responded pretty quickly. Said he he was good. He's just he was already even 30 minutes after it happened. He was really sore, you know. So you know he's probably probably gonna feel that for a week or so. 
And I think he said he's going to take. Yeah. The, I think he's taking this weekend off. But I don't. I mean, other unless he was planning on going to Eastern States, I don't think there's anywhere to go this weekend. And then he'll be at Georgetown for the the finale. You know, even though he uh, didn't finish that race and and Friesen finished second, he's still only 20 points behind Friesen for the points for the South Series. He could take it still free if uh, Stu has a bad race and Billy and I, wins. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> that last race, that last race in Georgetown, I believe, is double points. Yeah, so it's very possible that Billy Jr. could take that South South Region title. And, uh, and he Shepherd, very well six, down too. Uh, yeah, he's, he's extremely <clears throat> fast. Now. He's extremely fast. The problem is bringing her home. Reason, so, reason yeah. is really good down there too. <clears throat> so but, is Shepherd. Shepard's never won there. But he looks pretty good. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He just looks good. He's got a bunch of seconds there. Always, always a, he's, a, he's always a bridesmaid down there. What was that dirty look for? My son. No. Jennifer gave me a dirty look. Nobody what? else can see her on our internet radio show. So James, don't send me a text saying, well, why couldn't yeah. I see her face? It's radio. All right, it's radio. <laughs> No, now I, never good buddy. That, I never heard that phrase that he finished oh, bridesmaid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's it's a very well-common-known racing term, so I don't know what's where you've been locked up. Oh, yeah, it's right, yeah. the pizza stand. <laughs> yep. Chipping yeah. um, a lot of pepperoni. Yeah, you bring your own toppings to Grandview if you're into pits. See Jennifer, she'll put them on your pizza, your plain pizza for you. Yeah, next year. Next year. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't go to well. You can go this year. You just know we're gonna be there. So except for Josh, probably waiting for next year for the 126 to pull in. Sitting in his reserved parking spot, like just yeah. waiting for his. Got the a, for Josh right here. Got a, got a tent set up and everything. I think uh, Matt Shepard's gonna win Eastern States 200. I'm going out on a limb. Uh, well, he's got that track dialed in. And he's never won it either. So. The small block, I don't know. Uh, Stu small maybe. Block, small blocks up in the air. I think that's. Uh, if Moresca's there, I say Moresca. I would count Decker, Phelps, uh, Hearn. Yeah, I think I think Hearn shouldn't be able to run that if he's running the show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Small. I think the small block raises is up in the air. I think that's uh, you know Gore. Buller could win it. Buller, he's going there. Stoyer. Yeah, so I don't know. I, th- I think I think you'll get a lot more New York boys at Eastern States than we had at Port Royal. Yeah, so probably. Well, it depends where you are. It's Eastern States. A lot like a the lot. You're gonna, oh, you're gonna see more of the Canadian, the French Canadians come down. Poss- well, yeah, possibly because the COVID. Yeah. Yeah, the border's closed. You can't drive across the border. You only fly. From what I heard, I don't know how Matt Williamson got in. He's he's here illegally or something, but who cares? He's 153 grand. Yeah, I don't think he can buy his way in customs, so it's no big deal. Definitely not. He he just looked he just looked really good at the end. Just he just honestly honestly, he looked good all race. I mean, he was just he was smooth. That's Matt. I told everybody, gotta watch him. It, he's, he won the Barrett's. Well, how much did he win those guys? Like 100, 200, 203,000 now. We win another big race in that car? He won Super Dirt. Oh, sorry. You're right. You're correct. You run that in the buzz, too. Yeah, $153,000 for those guys. Did he win with them, too? Something bigger? I don't know. He could be a favorite to win Eastern States, too. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know he'll be there. Big money race. Can't, no. cut out. Can't, cut out. can't count out money, Matt, in a big money race. No, you can't. You so, so can't. It'd be, it'd be exciting to see. Hopefully the track surface is decent. Hopefully it's not all dusty. It looked good because uh, my watching my uh, son's godfather was doing practice. It didn't look it didn't look horrible when they were having practice sessions. So it looked it looked a lot better. Well, that's good. Well, he had all this time. It better, you know. 
Yeah, seriously, like, Brett, what the hell have you been doing? They've had some couple practice sessions and stuff. Oh, he so. wanted to go race with the dirt guys upstate, you know. Okay, put, it, put the track on the back burner. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, Orange County. <laughs> I've, won, I've won 800 of my 900 career victories. Yeah, and then uh, after after Eastern States, then we got, oh, uh, did, you see, did you see... Uh, uh, the World Finals, they're still running it. They just can't. They just canceled the modifieds. Oh, but they'll run the late models in the sprint cars. Oh, yeah, the the late models and sprint cars are running, but the modifieds are not allowed to come. Like how? How? Oh wow! They said, they said it's because of travel restrictions in New York. But how many New York guys just came down to Pennsylvania to Port Royal? Okay, and where yeah. else? Uh, they went yeah. to Big Diamond. And Grand they also View went and... to Grandview. There'll oh, be a, they, there'll be a Delaware next weekend. They showed up to Jersey for the Super Dirt Series race, too? Huh. Yeah, they'll be down in Delaware for Georgetown and two weekends, you know. So, the yeah. racing group just has no respect for the modified drivers. No, don't. Just, just let it go so we can have it back because you're, you're just doing a terrible job. You guys are uh, – I can't stand them. There's okay. the, the Lucas Oil wanted. I want to see Lucas Oil take it over. That'd be cool. That'd be freaking real cool. Wishful thinking, right? Yeah. yeah the, the, the modifieds probably support the either the late models or the uh, sprint cars. Yeah, I just that's just I don't, I don't understand that. That's just ridiculous. I think they that were, ruins. I think that's going to ruin some of the guys' plans too, because I believe some of the guys are probably planning on hitting Charlotte, and then the next weekend the race in Louisiana, just going yeah, straight from think, there down to Louisiana. Yeah, well, not anymore. So it's now, 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 will the car count be hurting at Louisiana? I don't know. Uh, How many laps is that? Two hundred? I think so. I can't remember. But it's only a quarter mile track, so it's a small track. Yeah, I mean, I've seen two hundred laps of quick. It goes. Yeah, I've seen them. Uh, well, I saw Bob McCready when Bob McCready won that. That time was the Southern Tier 200 at uh, five mile point, which is a quarter mile. It goes pretty quick. Yeah, quarter mile. Oh, Ho- hopefully, running, hopefully he gets second lap times. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully he gets a decent car count for it too. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I don't, I don't know if any local guys from around here are gonna make the trip down. But you know, a couple of your, a couple of your bigger teams up in New York will probably be down there. You know, Shepard, Friesen. As long as there's no truck race, uh, so Larry White, Jack, Gibson guy, Jack or White. Yeah, Landers said he might go down. Or yeah, he's planning on going down. Yeah, we'll see what happens, I guess, right? Oh, you know what impressed me at Port Royal? Jessica Friesen. Though she didn't make it, she drove her ass off. Uh, yeah, she did all right. I think she did pretty – I mean, she went for it. I, I give her credit. No, she, she went for it, and uh, I think – she had a couple more laps. She probably makes it into the show. Uh, I think it's kind of a kick in the face having her in victory lane because she was the first person not to qualify. Yeah, like, but uh, like, hey, yeah, I know she got money, but I don't know. I just, yeah, I know. It's kind of like, oh, you know, hey, congratulations on the $250, but, you know, you suck. The only reason you is you're, you're going home. As soon as we're done with you, you're going to load up and go home. Yeah, but uh, here, enjoy this $250 and your five yeah. minutes of fame. Your husband made it, but, you know, yeah, exactly. Here's your $250. All right, see you. Goodbye. Yeah. We're going to put you in victory lane for being the first loser. And we're going to prolong it just to embarrass you more because there's people watching it. Yeah. I just, I didn't like dirt track TVs. Oh, terrible. Terrible. Uh, dirt track that yeah i don't, I don't a, know i don't know that i'll ever rent a race from them again i uh, for 40 I that's I'd what rather, I, i'd rather watch it on race monitor i'd rather watch josh yeah it's true yeah, it's just it's just they're so out of sync and yeah we got the, announcer, got the announcers talking about how there's this great battle fifth but we're watching this one car drive around by himself yeah, can we see it? We'd like to see it, too, here. I mean, yeah. I give the announcers credit. They're, they kept calling it. I don't know if they can see what we're, we can see. I don't know. I mean, as far as, like, what, what's being televised to us. You, you would think that they would put a monitor in there so they could see it, but. 
And you would think they would have something in the camera guy's earpiece, like, hey, asshole, turn the camera to the fifth place battle. Stop watching, you know, Mike Maresca running by himself in third place. All by himself. And, yeah, yeah, all by himself. Like, we get it. He's in David Schilling's car, but we don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, thank you for apparently the hard work. Apparently, there's four, they're going four wide and turn four for fifth place. And I know. We're watching Maresca just putting around, just cruising. Boy, but he looked good by himself in that Dave Schilling uh, number 20 <laughs> car. He wanted to hit her junk car. I mean, that was, oh, nobody better. does it than Mike. I mean, he looked better than Dave Schilling did in it, so. <laughs> obviously, yeah, obviously so. Do you see? Uh, do you see the sticker uh, when uh, Maresca was gonna drive Shepard's back yeah. car, but yeah. there was a uh, steering box issue with the car. So on Shepard's cockpit on the right hand side, he has the super matte sticker. It's on the car part of the decal. So when Maresca was gonna drive it, he put a piece of tape over it and wrote "Subpar Mike." Oh, that's real nice. <laughs> Wow, so far from the snubber. I'm just gonna put snubber. No, Mike made the sticker, not Matt. Call himself subpar, Mike. Yeah, he called himself subpar, Matt or Mike. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Mike has really become a hell of a modified driver. He's really coming to his own. He's got a big win last year, the Outlaw 200. Um, he's he's really coming into his own. They want, he's young. He's gonna be something. I'm surprised he didn't have his own backup car there. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. I know he's got a big hauler. He's got a huge hauler. Yeah, I figured he'd have his own backup car there. Maybe, maybe it's a small block or something. I have no idea. Who knows? He didn't want to put a small. You wouldn't. You would never survive out there with a small block. That tracks way too fast. Oh, for a small block? Yeah. Oh, you get destroyed there. Yeah. All right, we could be ready to wrap this up. Yep. All right, kiddies, thank you for listening to the dumpster fire tonight, all because of Josh. So we're going to wrap this up for Jennifer Hausman, the ghost. My other partner, which we're better off just being Mike anyway. Big Daddy, Michael Clark Griswold, of course. Yeah, see you all next week. And, And, of course, oh, Mike Mahaney's on next week. And, of course, me, the mouth, and you been black flagged.